the Transport Workers Union Local 513 podcast with Second Vice President Brian Parker is online and streaming. Take it away, Brian. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining today. I've got some very special guests today. This is a podcast on benefits. And joining me today are our three benefits coordinators from DWH, The Hangar. We have Matt Poole, who helps our facility and GSC members. From Fleet Service, we have Jimmy Lynn Grimes and Angel Maldonado. Thank you guys for joining me today. Well, it's that time of year again, coming up on enrollment for benefits. And uh, Matt, if I could get you to talk a little bit about what people should expect. You know, when's enrollment start, when, where, kind of go over some of the plans if you don't mind. Sure. Open enrollment is October 12th through November 3rd. You can enroll on JetNet. We will also have some people available at the Andrew Center from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. Still have the same five plans here in the DFW area for our TWU members. We've got the core plan, which is the low paycheck contribution, the high deductible, high out-of-pocket. It comes with a health savings account and a limited purpose flexible spending account. The standard is the basically the middle of the road plan. It's got moderate contributions, moderate out of pocket. It has a healthcare flexible spending account. And new introduced last year was the plus plan, which is moderate in contributions. It does have a high deductible, but it comes with the chance to earn up to $1,500 a year in credits. Uh, that's 500 in a health reimbursement arrangement for doing your annual physical mammogram colonoscopy and then $1,000 in credits for going into a retiree health reimbursement arrangement uh, at the end of each year and, and you can use that for your retiree medical. We have the high cost plan, which has very high paycheck contributions, has a low out of pocket, but that's going to all be eaten up by your paycheck contributions. And then we have the, for those of you that live in the DFW area, the DFW Connected Care Plan. It provides access to high quality Baylor Scott & White Alliance Network, 8,400 primary and specialty providers, 85 hospitals, and 400 urgent care centers. And this plan is the lowest contributions and the lowest out of pocket there's not a deductible in this plan it's all co-pays and I know this is a lot of information to absorb but American will be providing a selection tool support tool on the benefit service center and it's important thing to use because a lot of people don't realize but only about 30% of our team members typically reach their annual deductible and only about 10% reach their maximum out of pocket so it's important to take those things into consideration when you're possibly looking at making hefty paycheck contributions for a plan that you're not going to maximize. Thank you Matt, very informative. I do know that there's going to be an increase in the premiums this year. I don't know of a time when we didn't have an increase, but Jimmy Lane, can you talk about the increase for the plans? Absolutely. So across the board, all of the insurance policies went up 4.8% with the exception of the high cost coverage. And in fact, that one went up 9.2%. We still have roughly 7,400 people system-wide that are still enrolled in that plan. And every single year, American tells you it's the high-cost coverage. But every single year, people tend to stay in that policy for some unknown reason. Okay, thank you for that. Any other changes, Angel? Uh, Yes, thank you for having us here. Also to mention that dental went down in price at 1.9% and vision stays the same for everybody. Okay, Angel, I'm going to stay with you for a minute if that's okay, and let's talk about family leave and FMLA 
Uh, there's two types of leaves. Can you talk about the two? Absolutely. We have two types of family leave. One is called block family leave, uh, and you can use that in the event of four or more days that you are absent from work. You can file and, and you will get approved in most cases. The other type of family leave will be the intermittent and you can use that depending on the frequency and duration which your doctor will determine. Okay, Jimmy Lynn, I know there's some requirements on the family leave of how many hours you have to work to qualify, and also once you do qualify, how many hours is available to use. Can you talk about that? Sure. So in a 12-month period, you had to have worked at least 1,250 hours in order to be considered for FMLA. Anything less than 1,250 hours would be just considered a medical leave. Also in a 12-month period, you're only eligible to use 480 hours of FMLA. Now, just so you know, any time that you're out on an injury on duty, those numbers accumulate day for day. Every single day you're out on an injury on duty goes towards the number of used FMLA hours, meaning your 480 hours of FMLA use could get used up in one injury at work if you're out 12 weeks or more. Okay, and with that, I know that you can qualify for more than one family leave case. So let's say I have three family leave cases that I've qualified for. Do I get 480 for each or do I only get 480 in totality? No, unfortunately, you only get 480 hours in a 12-month period, whether that be for yourself, for a family member, or on an injury on duty. That 480 hours is, is all you get. Back to you, Angel. Uh, is family leave just for the employee? Uh, no, not necessarily. You can use it for your own uh, health condition or for a family member. All right, Angel. And if I'm ready to, uh, if I need to create a case, how would I go about doing that? Absolutely. The first thing you need to do is log in into JetNet, follow through team member services. From there, you go to leaves and returns. From leaves and returns, there are four options in which for fleet, we have to go and choose ground NLS. From there, open, you go into the main page, make sure that your information is all correct, follow through and file a new claim. All right, Jimmy Lynn, back to you. So following Angel's instructions, you know, and after I've submitted it, what would I need to do next? So you have really two options at this point. You have only 15 days from the day you request your leave to get it returned back to the Absence Return Center. So the first option is to have it mailed to you, which they will do automatically. But unfortunately, our mail system usually takes about eight or nine days before you see those forms. So I suggest that you print them yourself. And in order to print them, you'll have to view, after you hit submit, you'll have to view the attachments and then you'll see a list of about six attachments. You'll want to print the bottom two attachments and that should be your FMLA request. Okay, and to follow up on that, if they need more information, how will they reach back out to me? Typically, that'll come to you in an email, and my suggestion is that if that happens, you forward that email to your doctor's office. That way, there's no room for miscommunication as to what it is that the ARC needs from you in order to get your, your request completed. Okay, and I deal with email all day long. I know that if someone, I think it would be a good advice, if someone has a leave open, they stay close to their email. 
Absolutely. Stay close to your AA email, but you are actually able to use your personal email. You'll see that within the request itself when you open up your case. You'll have an option of using a personal email address, and I always tell people just use whichever one that you're most likely to be looking at. Okay, so I've opened a case, I've submitted it, I'm watching the email, I'm looking for snail mail through the U.S. Postal Service. If I get a response back that I've been denied, what happens there? If you've been denied, it's probably one of only a couple of different things. One, you may have exceeded their time limitations, or they never got any information back as requested from your doctor's office. But most often, I would say that the reasons why FMLA cases are denied are due to the timeliness piece. 15 days goes by very, very quickly. Uh, and unfortunately, our doctor's offices tend to send these uh, requests out to a third-party administrator who really don't care whether it gets done on time or not. So I can only tell you just to stay in touch with your doctor's office. Make sure you're calling them every couple of days. Definitely watch your emails in case they request additional information. And if you're nearing the end of your time frame, you can always call the Benefit Service Center and request an extension. Okay. So with that said, uh, I mentioned what would happen if I get denied, but what happens if they send me a response that they are looking for more information? What do I need to do? If they ask for more information and it comes to you in an email, I would keep that in email form and just send it directly to your doctor's office. That way there's no room for uh, for any errors made in communication. Okay, and if I'm getting near the deadline, can I ask for an extension? Yes, you absolutely can ask for an extension. Uh, you'll need to call the Benefit Service Center at 800-447-2000 and just request an extension and they can do that for you. Okay, and then the last piece, I guess, for me, I know we talked about staying close to your email, keeping track of that. If you're going through your physician for forms and things like that, uh, I'm sure you would request that they stay close to their doctor to follow up, make sure things get sent, and don't just assume when they submit it to their doctor that it all gets taken care of in a timely manner. That's correct. These doctor's offices are very busy, and like I said, they send these out to a third party more times than not. That is after you've paid your $35 to $75 fee for the forms. Okay, Angel, is there anything else you need to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to stay on top of you know what's happening with your, your claim moving forward, you can also reach out to American Airlines, and the number is 447-2000, option 4 or 5, and you will get in touch with a ARC representative will give you uh, what's going on with your approval. And that's an 800 number, right? 800-447-2000? Okay, thank you. All right, Matt, I want to go back to you. Uh, first of all, does American Airlines offer short-term disability? Uh, for our work group, they do not. However, our local 513 does offer short-term disability. Okay, and can you talk a little bit about what it is? Sure. So short-term disability is an income replacement benefit that provides you with a percentage, and in our case, 50% of your pre-disability earnings, and also includes up to 15 hours of your overtime, so you could qualify for a little more than 50% of your earnings when you're out of work, typically for off-the-job accidents. Okay, so I guess that kind of leads into my next question. I was going to ask, who needs it? My personal recommendation is if you have less than three to 400 hours of sick time in your bank, short-term disability would be a, an important benefit to have. It's called insurance for a reason, right? Yes, sir. All right, and then uh, you talked a little bit about the payout. You want to go a little more in-depth into that? 
Sure. Like I said, it pays 50% of your wages and you can include up to 15 hours of overtime. It does require you to exhaust any available sick time uh, and it will pay for six months and roll you into long term should you not recover by then. Okay. So it's definitely good insurance. Okay, Matt, you've already mentioned in order to qualify, I have to exhaust my sick time. Does vacation play into that? And also tell me how do I go about filing a claim? Uh, that's correct. You have to exhaust your sick time. You do not have to use any vacation time. The claim process is, is fairly simple and straightforward. You call 888-742-8967 if you've been absent for work for a non-related illness or injury uh, and you will not be returning to work any sooner than about two weeks. Once you call the number, they'll ask you for a group ID, which Angel, Jimmy Lynn, or myself can provide. It is 982396 and that'll get the process rolling. They will send you some forms that you will have to get filled out by your doctor to substantiate your claim. And once all of that has been resubmitted, it will go through the claims process and you will start receiving a check once you qualify. And that process generally takes about two weeks. Okay, so the process to get it rolling takes about two weeks, but how long will it pay out? It will pay out for up to six months. At the end of six months, you're either going to be returned back to work or you will roll into long-term disability if you've taken advantage of that benefit. Okay, uh, let's go to you for a minute, Jimmy Lynn. So I've been out uh, on short-term disability. My doctor says I can go back to work, but I'm not ready for full duty. I'm available for limited duty. I know contractually we're allowed 90 days for limited duty for on-the-job injury and also 90 days limited duty for off-the-job. Uh, if I come back on limited duty, how does that affect my short-term disability? Well, unfortunately, that would end your claim at that time. As soon as you come back to work and you start making your paycheck, your claim would be closed. All right, Jimmy Lynn, Matt talked about the importance of the short-term disability. You know, once your hours deplete, he mentioned around three to 400 hours. Aside from just your hours depleting, why is this insurance so important? The three to 400 hour is just, that's just kind of a basis that we kind of tell people when they, when they ask, when should I start short-term disability? In my opinion, and in our opinion, we believe a 300, 400 hour mark is a really good place to go ahead and get enrolled in short-term. So I would say in general, over the course of a month, I probably entertained three to four phone calls of people who either were in our new hire classes or they're some of the people who've already been at work for 30 plus years and they've utilized all of their sick time. This benefit is so important for people, young or old. This is great for illness or an injury outside of the workplace. There isn't any other way for a person to be compensated during a personal illness or injury uh, that American offers us. Unless you go to an outside entity, this union is providing the best short-term disability policy available to us to be payroll deducted. All right, Angel, anything else on short-term disability? Absolutely. So we encourage everybody to find out about the short-term disability. It's a policy that really works for our members. It has worked for me, um, and I encourage everybody to find out and, and utilize this benefit. Yeah, it sounds like out of our benefits, it's one of the most important. I heard you guys say that it was one of the most used, if not the most used, and one of the most underutilized benefits that we have. So it is a good thing that our local can provide that to our members. 
Okay, and I want to mention one thing. I know we spoke about this at our stewards meetings recently. We got the information, got some statistics in, if you will. Of course, Greg was at the IEC meeting this past membership meeting. Brian Oyer ran the meetings, and he spoke about it as well. With the new agreement, we're entitled to 5% on our 401k. American funds our 401k at 5% automatically, whether if we do anything or not, uh, with no contribution at all, we get 5%. However, if we put up to 4%, American will match up to 4%. So we get five. If we put four in, American will match that, which would bring you to 13% just by putting in 4%. The staggering thing and what we've just come to realize that is that just shy of 18% of our members are contributing to the 401k. Now they're getting the 5% again. We're all getting that. But they're leaving money on the table. And as Brian explained it, that's money that is factored into the total cost of our compensation piece for our contract. So we fought hard to get that. And it's it's maybe just shy of what the pilots have, but it is a very, very generous 401k match. If you talk to people outside of our industry with other companies and you tell them that you can put 4% into your 401k and get 13 back, uh, that's, a, that's a, a very large number. And so we really want to encourage everybody to start participating in the 401k plan. If you can, put at least 4% in because, again, that's 100% return on that 4%. The company will match that. So, again, that's very important. I uh, just wanted to kind of insert that in while we're talking about benefits. Obviously, the newer employees, anyone hired after 2012, does not have a defined pension, so it's a very important. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to add to that? Yeah, Brian, I just wanted to let everybody know that this Fidelity 401k match discussion needs to be had in our gatehouses. It needs to be had in our break rooms. We need to get this thing chatted up because too many people are not getting all the monies that they deserve and that they merit as a TWU member per our current contract agreement. We all need, everybody that's listening to this needs to chat it up with everybody you work with. And to follow up on that, during our enrollment, period where we have people in the Andry Center helping people enroll in their benefits, the very last thing that they're going to speak about is going to be this 401k situation. Now, where we're not going to help people enroll in their 401k, we will have information there as to what they'll need to do in order to set that up. But we would be looking the wrong direction if we don't all jump in and help our younger members and people who just don't know what they need to do in order to get this set up. It's an awful lot of money that we're not utilizing. That's a very good point. I'm glad that you guys are going to start increasing the narrative on the importance of the 401k. With that, you know, we're talking about putting more money back into your pocket with a 401k. It's also been a lot of discussions about the benefits here today, the importance of obviously having enough coverage, but not spending more than you need to, like referencing the high cost coverage. I think it is very important when you come to enroll in your benefits, if you sit down with an enroller to really ask questions and make sure that you're uh, making the best not only financial decisions for you and your family but also that you get the proper coverage 
So with that said, does anybody have another point they want to make on this? Yeah, if I could real quick, Brian. I believe when I ran the numbers a while back that 4% contribution to match is over a 20-year period at a 3% return. I, I believe that comes out to somewhere around $100,000. So for your younger members that have 20 years to put in, that's a pretty good chunk of change you're leaving on the table by just not participating in that 4% match. Yeah, and it's money when you put it in. It comes out of your paycheck. You get used to it and you don't miss it. But you certainly uh, miss it 10 years down the road when you don't have any, any savings. So good point, Matt. Before we go, Jimmy Lynn, if you could just remind us of the dates for the enrollment and the location we'll have enrollers to help. Sure. JetNet's going to open October the 12th. That's a Thursday. And it will shut down at midnight, November the 3rd. We will have people at the Andry Center at DFW. That's Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. Actual October Union meeting date. I don't have the date in front of me, but we will also have the benefits enrollment people here at the Union. Okay, Jimmy Lynn, I'm going to bail you out on the date. It'll be October the 25th and 26th for the meetings. And uh, I want to thank you guys. The three of you do a tremendous job. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here in front of me. You guys are busy constantly. You help our members. Couldn't be more proud of this committee. Matt, Jimmy Lynn, Angel, thank all of you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The weather's cooling off, so enjoy that. All right, everybody have a great day and a safe day. For questions and comments about today's podcast, please email podcast at TWULocal513.org. For more information about TWU Local 513, please visit www.TWULocal513.org. Music licensed by Pond5. Today's podcast was produced, engineered, and edited by Tommy Engel.